In the beginning, the universe was created. This has made a lot of people very angry and has been widely regarded as a bad move. This show will attempt to find the good, the bad, and the weird, and convey them in a seriously irreverent way. Get ready, adventurer, and as always, we apologize for the inconvenience. Hi, I'm Steven. I'm Aaron. And I'm John. All right. Well, this week we are here to talk about maps for neighborhoods and to give us the sort of inside scoop on what's going on. We have Jonathan Dodson, Sandino Thompson, and Kamal Pennington. Thanks for coming, guys. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Happy to be here. like a little powerhouse in here with you three guys. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, I don't know if we just want to, if you guys want to give some background on who you are, why you're behind this Maps for Neighborhoods thing, and then tell us what that is, or how it got started, who, whose idea is this, like what, what is this that's going on? I am not the, the person who had that great idea, but I'm, I'm happy to start us off. Um, our whole purpose is to make our neighborhoods as great as our downtown. Um, we really are, we're really motivated by trying to get the community engaged in a conversation about how neighborhoods in Oklahoma City can be stronger. MAPS has been so good to us. I mean, whether that be the Thunder, the Devon Tower, all mm-hmm. of the many great things that make living in Oklahoma City really exciting, but our neighborhoods need to also be that great. And um, what we found in, in talking to our neighbors and talking to our friends, that there's a real need for us to make a better investment there. So that's what we're hoping to do. So, Kamal, to, what is it that you do? Like, why are, why are you connected to MAPS for Neighborhoods? Like, are, do you work in something that relates or? Not really. I'm just just having to be a friend of Sandino's. That's it. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, you're like not supposed to tell people that. Oh, not. Yeah. <laughs> My name's Sandino. Would you be in MAPS for Neighborhoods? <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, well, so th- that's good because I'm going to just sort of default. I happen to have the misfortune of uh, becoming friends with Jonathan Dotson, which is how I got involved. <laughs> you know, that's um, funny because I had been some tertiary sort of involvement, and it was exactly that story. I was just walking in to get some coffee, and Jonathan was just like, hey, you, yeah. stay here for a minute. Like, <laughs> yeah. We're going to talk about something. Yeah. He's like, hey, I got this really cool idea I've been talking with a couple of people about. I think you'll be interested in. You know, it can probably get us all very uh, strong enemies and a lot of people angry with us. So I was like, hey, where do I sign up? <laughs> <Let's get laughs> <sign> yeah. <laughs> so this is kind of a grassroots everything. I mean, this is something that you guys just organized on your own and um, are, are spearheading kind of through your own willpower. Yeah, so I mean, uh, jokes aside, I, I got involved. Um, I, I've done for um, the past five or six years a lot of work on the northeast side in particular. Um, that's the part, the side of town I grew up in and around uh, for most of my life. And uh, I uh, had left Oklahoma City for a little while um, after I graduated college, go out and see the world or whatever it is people do. And then uh, five or six years ago, decided to move back. And part of the reason I wanted to move back was I saw all the good things that were happening. Yep, exactly. And um, I I wanted to make sure that the 
side of town and the communities and the people that I knew uh, the best and the most were more a part of all the good things that were happening in Oklahoma City. So in addition to wanting to kind of be home, mm -hmm. I also wanted to sort of make sure home was, was really happening and, and things were really good. So people like Kamal, who I think had not a, not the same history, but a similar history, when he was talking about moving back to Oklahoma City, he's like, yeah, you need to come on back. And uh, by the way, like there's a lot of good things happening. So we need to, let's get involved, right? Let's try and and, uh, and take that mantle, if you will, of being adults. Uh, it took 30 some odd years for me to get to mm. that point. Well, right. <laughs> yeah, well, we've heard that story a lot, actually, and me and my brother are actually the same way. We had moved to Colorado, and then after a while, it's like, well, there's a lot of really great things going on. You know, let's go back home. And then, yeah, the next thing you know, we start getting involved with yeah. what's happening. And it was know. time to quit living life as a man child. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, and the, so the interesting thing is like today, like, it's like that's, I mean, that's what I do. So I moved back home. I, this is home, but I've been all over the world, literally. Sure. So I know what happens other places. And so when you move back home, it's like you want home to be at least, it, it's not going to be the same, but you want it to be cool. Right. And then when you tell other people to move back, Mm -hmm. It's like, well, well, we got to make sure that we got stuff to do and we got to make sure we got things going on. So uh, that's kind of I mean, that's part of the motivation is like, you know, now that I'm here, we got to make sure that that things are happening for the next 20 years the way they've been happening the last 20 years. So now how does does maps for neighborhoods work? So we're going to vote on maps for or is that already passed? No, it hasn't. And so we we um, have been trying to be careful on how we push this and promote this. This wasn't, uh, you know, there's there's some kind of misunderstanding that maybe the city's asked us to lead the way on this, and they haven't. Right. We reached out to um, some councilmen and to, the, to several other people at the city office to make sure they were good with it. We didn't want them to feel like we were uh, um, going against them in any way. But what we realized is if we didn't actually ourselves go out and engage the neighborhoods, typically, or, or at least in the past, neighborhoods are brought in maybe a little bit too late where the decisions have already been made and the and the, the concrete has cured. And so we wanted to say, hey, what if we actually got on the front end of this dialogue before they've even figured out where they're going to spend the money and go ahead and create a, a voice that can articulate the needs. And it's not a group of people determining that that need, but it's actually the people within that neighborhood being able to speak up and giving them an avenue for their voice to be heard. So, yeah. that's fantastic. What kinds of um, projects and um, other things are you looking to spend the money on, like within the neighborhood? Is it like sidewalks and parks, or is there more to it than than that? Like maybe infrastructure. Or? I think so. I think it's a uh, it's a little more complicated than that which is probably what makes it weird so we always had to say first like we're not part of the city second is like we're just doing this because we felt like it needed to be done mm -hmm. you know so we all have different lives and that kind of thing um, so what we've said is uh, the last maps had about 700 some odd million dollars I think was raised for it so just assuming that things kind of stay the same uh, you know whenever cities do these kind of efforts they build this brand so maps is a big brand for Oklahoma City so we expect there's gonna be a maps there hadn't been a vote taking place but the current maps uh, sales tax, I think, sunsets next year. So we okay. would just expect that there would be a, some kind of initiative put forward. So in the next initiative, if it stays the way that things have gone the past few times, then we would expect it's going to be 
uh, a billion dollars. And so we said, how about half of that resource is put into like maps for neighborhoods, so mm-hmm. improving the neighborhoods. And then the other half is still devoted to the more typical kinds of improvements that we're used to seeing with maps as driven development downtown at the river, Bricktown, those kind of places, uh, the fairgrounds. So with that 500 million, now we're saying, like Jonathan was mentioning, we're saying to people, now let's create a voice on what we think could happen around the different parts of Oklahoma City with that kind of money being invested in quality of life, being invested in neighborhoods, creating more sense of place, creating more places, more kind of districts. And and so it, will, it could be sidewalks in one part of town. Another part of town, they might say, we got enough sidewalks, but what we really need is, I heard the other day from the south side, is flood protection because we mm-hmm. have uh, you know some flood plains and we got uh, canals. So we want to deal with, so it, could, so it could actually just be a way to do, to bring more people-centered sort of traditional style planning and development to the city. So people that live in those neighborhoods are going to have a say and they're going to have input as to what they can do with their neighborhood with that money. And when we started, we the initial focus was uh, connectivity, health, and culture and trying to accentuate okay. those things in the neighborhoods. And, and when we initially started talking to city officials, we sent some of our some members of our group to talk to the city council every week we were going and that was really what we were talking about was connectivity health culture mm-hmm. um, and so I personally think that that really encompasses what makes a community a neighborhood strong sure. um, especially the culture piece um, being from northeast Oklahoma City we have such a rich history mm-hmm. um, and seeing that be focused on would really be important to me with the next MAPS project, for sure. Uh, the other side is actually the council members get to kind of state what their primary drivers are. Mm-hmm. And for this year, it was it could be summarized into those three things, and then safety was the fourth. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we had always wrapped up safety in terms of kind of being um, in, found in those three. Yeah, but even as we've talked with neighborhoods, I realized how I have underestimated how important safety it, it is. And so whether you're talking about lighting or whether, yeah. you know, we like to think of sidewalks as a infrastructure issue or a connectivity issue. But whenever I see a lady in a motorized wheelchair driving on Classen, right. that mm-hmm. is no longer a connectivity so issue. True. Yeah, it is actually a health issue. Yeah. It is a... we. This person's life is in danger because we have not cared enough to give them an avenue right. to get from one place to the next place safely. So, um, it's it's there. I think what's great is council is lined up with what we're saying we care about. We're just trying to give voice, amplify to, that yeah, voice yeah, for the for, to, that's for the way to put it. for the people. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're basically saying we expect this money to be coming. We know it's been used for these things in the past. We know what the council is directing towards. So let's just sort of do the work of going and talking to the people for them in advance so that when the time comes to make those decisions, you can say, here's here's the binder with all of the ideas from your constituents that here's what they would like to see and here's what's important to them. Yeah, and, and it's also to say that the bond, you know, it's weird because it's going to be complicated at this next, in, in 2017, because you're going to have potentially maps, you're going to have a bond vote, and you could have for our, our county uh, jail. All those oh, three right. yeah. could be yeah. on there, and so um, th- there is a hesitancy of some to say, "Well, we, let's not let's take maps off and just try to fix maps issues with the bond, or let's make maps so unlike any of the bond issues." So we'll just focus on like special projects for maps. But what we're trying to say is, uh, man, when you drive around this city, 
our city as a whole and from an infrastructure standpoint and connectivity standpoint and a, and a health standpoint and a culture standpoint doesn't match the quality of people that live there. Mm-hmm. And right. we have got to start aggressively attacking that. And that means we've got to do some things that maybe are a little uncomfortable. And part of that is giving a greater voice to the neighborhoods in a way that we've never done before. It's scary when you've kind of got the purse strings and you're giving it over to a neighborhood or an area mm-hmm. to decide because you think you know better for them. And you might actually. That's true. But yeah. part of, the part of I think, the gift of actually leaning in and caring is being willing to give up the power that you have. And that is actually one of the things that we hope come out of this. Yeah. yeah. Well, and what's, I, did, I hadn't thought about it like this, too, but earlier when you were talking numbers, you said last map was like $700 million. And the projection is that this would be a billion. So even if you're taking half at five, like there's still almost the same amount of money left for the special projects right. in the five. I mean, I get that $200 million yeah. is a lot of money, but yeah. it's not like you're asking for the whole thing. It's just, hey, we've already done all these great things. We've got the parks in progress and the convention centers and the streetcars and all these other things that are coming that are still in works. So let's... Like you're saying, we've spent a lot of time and money focused on the core. Maybe right. it's now time to just sort of well, and, spread that out. And it's really not about a here versus there, you know, or a thing either. It's really about um, it's really about process. Going back to what Jonathan was saying, I mean, in the past, uh, these the these decisions have kind of been made based on presumptions. I think a lot, you know, so what we think we know and what you know some a study said, and those things are valid. But there's a whole nother side to the to the coin. I mean, the other thing that we don't talk about as much is the last maps um, passed by a pretty slim margin and it was really kind of pulled to death in, in that a lot of the, the, the projects were put together in a mix that people felt like would, would pass you know uh, so not necessarily prioritized the way they needed to be for some grand strategy or master plan or long term plan or strategic plan but what would pass and so I think having this groundswell of engagement if you can at least tap into the folks who are caring citizens who are voters and that kind of thing but give them a voice then regardless of what finally comes up they're going to at least be a little more engaged a little more supportive if they know that they're they've been a part of that process and that's a part of as much about caring about and wanting to see this the the these um opportunities we've had in the past carry forward as it is about us doing i mean i don't really have a a, much of a much of a desire for it to be about us or or me thing it's just we want to amplify voices we're going all over the city to try and do that not just on you know our side of town yeah so we've gone just uh we've 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 had an event on the northeast side we had an event at capitol hill our next event will be kind of in the Midtown, downtown area. It'll be at uh, City Prez, and it'll be an open wide meeting. And then we're going to go out to Two Lakes Elementary and have another event. Nice. So we're really trying to get out and to say the needs are obviously different in each ward, but fundamentally they're the same. They're just going to manifest themselves differently and where the money's going to go. And articulating that difference is the hardest thing to do, but it's probably the most important thing. Is that it's an interesting question. It, the goal also then is not, you're basically going into the quadrants of the city. And the goal, you don't expect to come out of it saying, okay, well, out of everything, and just to use this because we keep saying it, sidewalks are the thing. So like, you're actually, the goal is to propose, well, we'd like to see this in the northeast quadrant. We'd like to see this in the southwest. They, they will end up being different proposals. It's not going to be trying to package into one 
little shiny ball that tries to accommodate everything. It's going to be tailored to those. Areas. Yeah. So we think the neighborhood associations, we think the the council members, we think of their respective wards are actually the should have the best understanding of where the money should go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, if I'm trying to tell someone on the northeast side where the money should go or someone on Capitol Hill, I mean, I don't even have a car. I ride my bike everywhere. I can't even get up to the northwest <laughs> side. So, like, why should I make a determination for how that money should go? A part of the process is saying we're going to do our best and we're going to trust these people mm-hmm. to actually, you know, in each respective ward. To, and, and I kind of don't want someone who lives way outside of town saying what my ward's needs are. I really mm-hmm. like Councilwoman Salyer to be able to to be an advocate for that and for the, the neighborhood associations there. Yeah. So. so, yeah, exactly. I mean, I think the, the, the biggest thing that we're asking, actually, is just that people consider or accommodate a different strategy, mm-hmm. right? So it's a strategy that says, we're going to trust in these elected officials, and I'll, and I'll make a little bit of a political rant without being too political, but uh, I mean, in this day and age, 2016, I don't know what parts of government in the United States of America works outside of cities. And the more you read, the more places you go, I mean, you can find well-run cities. You'd be hard-pressed to find a well-run state. I mean, and I'm not, I'm not just going to talk about Oklahoma, but across the country, I mean, just about everyone you go to, I mean, you think something is just absolutely crazy. And it's regardless of whether you're coming from the left or the right. But you can go to cities and say, you know, even if it's a Republican mayor or a Democratic mayor, whatever the case is, I mean, just really doing great things and are really good places to live. You have elected officials who are responsive to their constituents because they have to know them, they have to deal with them. And so the idea that we give a little more power, uh, empower them a bit to really do some specific things uh, a little bit more strategically. And then these the neighborhood associations and I mean, just sort of ways to culminate. I mean, it's just a democratic process um, in action, but it's, but it's taking that MAPS brand and all the success and just kind of maybe suggesting a little bit more of a strategy, a little different strategy, but still constructive, still very, very positive and, and forward thinking. We heard something recently about a possible um, hurdle with MAPS 4 being that a lot of the MAPS 3 projects haven't really come to fruition yet just because they're, they were some of them were a lot loftier and they're taking a lot, a lot of time. Like, do you, do you see that being a concern that like, well, why am I going to vote for MAPS, anything for MAPS 4? I mean, we, you know, where's the streetcar or where's mm-hmm. the where's the convention center? Do we even pick a lot for the convention center? You know, yeah. there's kind of some of that that is maybe very small amounts tarnished. And it's not tarnished. It's just it was easy in Maps 3 to see the canals and see the completed projects. Well, I think this would be a perfect opportunity then for mm-hmm. people to accept a different strategy. Because if you're going into the wards in each of the neighborhoods, somebody's likely going to vote for Maps 4 when they know that they've had input in it. And mm-hmm. they know that there is going to be something that's much more local to their own community You know that that money would be going towards. The, the genius of Maps, and you know, there's so many people to credit is that you can see the improvements as they happen. And, mm-hmm. and this has been a weird one, but really it was audacious what they were trying to accomplish with the last maps. And so um, some of the things people really liked and some of them people weren't such a big fan of, but it was still audacious and it will still have a lasting impact on our city, I think in a positive way. And so I, I think when we talk about it, and we've all felt the concern of people saying, well, just put it on the bond. Like if you're just on the sidewalks, just put it on the bond. The problem with the bond is that Typically, if it starts in 2017, we may not see anything until 2027, no 2030. And so I'm, I'm thinking about 
how hard it is for my kids to get around my upper income neighborhood in Gatewood, middle class to upper income. And I freak out. And then I go over to the northeast side or to Capitol Hill, and there's no sidewalks at all. There's no lighting. There's no bus stops. The bus stops are actually in the grass, you know, that people have to have help to get on top of the curb. So somehow they get out of the wheelchair, pick the wheelchair up, put it on top of the curb, and then climb back in their wheelchair. You know, I mean, this isn't this isn't good. So those are the things we we can't wait till 2027 to fix. We need to fix that, you know, in the next couple months, I mean, well, not a couple months, but a couple years, that needs to be aggressive on that time frame. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I think that's right. I think um, the the difference with maps and I mean, what will be interesting is that this conversation is really going to get amped up towards the end of this year and you're going to see a lot of dirt moving for those projects. So I, I don't think it's going to hurt a whole lot, but because um, you're going to see a lot of dirt moving for the park, um, you know, be it a, the clear cut and whitewashing that it is of downtown. Uh, and you're going to see a lot of uh, other things happening. The fairgrounds piece is almost done. You'll see installation for the streetcar and those kind of things. So I think it might help help our conversation but i think going back to what what jonathan's saying there are a lot of people there's a lot of energy uh younger older um creative class quote unquote you know business class quote unquote young professionals old professionals that want to do things and so maps for neighborhoods like that piece of this I think it gives them an outlet to get engaged. When you start talking about like civic engagement, right? And what's the real lever for that in 2016 and 21st century? This to me, I mean, that's the beauty of it is that I think you actually give people an opportunity to really get engaged because we're talking about something that will may happen on your side of town, but it's not, I'm, it's not preset. I'm not just coming to you and saying, well, we're going to build a streetcar extension or I'm going to do some trail or I'm going to create some, you know, gas lamp lighting or something down one of your main avenues like w- people are going to be able to dream and then go and work through that process that's great. Say, here's what i want to see happen and it can happen in you know five or ten years which is relatively short cycle compared to a 20-year bond and these meetings that you're having in all the neighborhoods is kind of your first attempt to reach out and let people know that you know this is going to be happening or you know get behind this support this help us make this happen how have those meetings been going so far i think they've been going really well i think we've had the way that we've designed it is around getting comfortable with your neighbor so it's very um we do small group activities with with people to help them which which i hate by the way (laughs) (laughs) i hate them so i mean that was which which for me was a it was a good step it's like yes but we need to do them i hate small group activities until i get in them and that's usually how it works half the people are like you're gonna do what you're gonna split us where and it's like yeah i don't like it either and then we get into it and we have really good conversations with people from three or four different parts of the city mm-hmm. we're building community when we do yeah. that right. i mean it's yeah. it's not just affect saying we're not just saying we're going to build all this stuff and now do you feel better we're actually helping you feel better about the relationships that you have with your neighbors while we're yeah. trying to improve your neighbor do the the people in those small groups do they feel kind of awkward at first that they're having to work with their neighbors in that kind of capacity is in that's not something that we do a lot anymore as neighbors is work together I definitely things. thought so. And mm-hmm. it's and we were sort of facilitators of those small groups and it's at first it's hard to get people to to really open up and get to know each other so that they feel comfortable enough sharing their ideas. It's it's tough. What what was interesting to me just showing that I think the desire to be involved is when um the Wheeler district did their charrette. This would have been like I don't know, 18 months ago, 12 I I, I 18 months or so ago, yeah, yeah, 2014. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 300 people showed up 
at, mm. at Grill on the Hill in an evening to do a charrette and give feedback yep. on what they wanted to see. And so to me what that says is, and, and to watch how that worked itself out and then to see on the northeast side, Kamal and Sandino ran that one and then Jorge ran uh, the uh, Capitol Hill and then all be involved at City <clears throat> Prez. And so as, as you see it, what you see is you actually see this enthusiasm but this genuine fear when you go into neighborhoods that feel like they have been let down, whether it's perceived or actual, it is really hard to say, "Is like, are you going to let me down again? Are you mm-hmm. going to mm-hmm. overpromise and underdeliver?" And I think that's actually the burden that all three of us feel, and really everyone who's involved is. That's is, a pretty heavy burden. We're really fearful of that because one, we actually don't get to make the decision. We're trying to uh, amplify their voice. But it's scary because the last thing we want to do is go back into our neighborhoods and in the places that we hang out and where our kids are and say, like, we tried our best, but it didn't work. You know, that's that stinks to think about. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, yeah, I, I was uh, when you were saying that I was thinking about maybe I shouldn't say this, but I will anyway, because I'm, <laughs> I'm good for that. Um, so like, so I went to Catholic school for uh, for a couple of years in high school and um, and and got to hang out with a with several nuns who I really adore, even though I'm not Catholic. But I know they, they are there. I know pat- like the patron saint of lost causes. Uh, that tends to be my thing, and so when, 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 I mean, so so in, in this dynamic, I mean, one of the questions that we got at one of those forums was somebody saying, "Yeah, well, people have been talking about this for twenty years. You know, I was a, I I did we we tried to do this twelve years ago, and um and I and I just said, you know, they asked the question, so what's going to be different? You know, well, well, why? You know, we've been hearing this stuff for for years, and nothing's changed. I said, you know what? I've grown up in Oklahoma City. A few things have changed, frankly, but a lot hasn't. And I'll be the first one to admit that. But what I can tell you is I'm standing here today not because I don't have anything better to do, but because I'm committed to this time right now and trying to make things change. Lost cause or not, uh, I'm going to put energy into it. I'm going to get behind it because it's the thing to do. And if we and if we're successful, I'm going to give. I'm going to share the success with it, with everybody in this community who shows up. And if we don't make it, I'm happy to say I did my best. Um, mm-hmm. I did what I need to. I can look my daughter in the eye and say, "You guys are up next." You know, well, yeah, because setting out to change things with the attitude of well it didn't work before so really why even bother you're not going to affect any change i mean you you have to try right well and we're not just trying we believe or believe, i right. should say we right these guys i don't know i'm not sure what the, what, what, but i'm foolish enough to believe right foolish enough to believe that i can make a difference i mean i put my money where my mouth is right. i've i mean i've, I've moved back um and invested in this community uh, the, all the ways I know how because I believe this day, this time, right now, there's something different. And I'm sure and 12 is. years ago somebody said the same thing, but we're we're right here right now. And so it's time for us to stand up and do something different. And I think everyone feels it, too. I mean, if you were to talk to anybody that's lived in Oklahoma City for a long time, they would very much say that things are changing and are a lot different than what they were 25 years ago. Yeah. And I think, you know, to be honest... It, just to discuss from, you know, well, I I was thinking about this the other day. You know, we're a we're a city that was founded uh, essentially by poor people um, who kicked out Native Americans, and half of our state was in Mexico, and so we have this like really weird past, mm-hmm. and yet our our history has been to not be very kind to the poor, to mm-hmm. uh, not be very kind to Hispanics, <laughs> and 
to not be very kind to Native Americans. And I think our generation, for better or worse, wants to be a part of that and the racial dialogues that have occurred. And so the great thing about a city is it allows for a confluence of of people that you thought were weird, and then you drink coffee with them, and you're like, they're kind of just like me, mm-hmm. except they've got some really cool like cultural mm-hmm. differences that I want to learn about. And so it breaks down a lot of those barriers. And so what gets me excited about this is to see the people who are Republicans and Democrats and, and, and different races and, and making different amounts of money, and they're all on the same boat going in the same direction. And maybe that's happened before in our history, but I'm hard-pressed to find times when that was the case. And so to me, that's what gets me so excited because I think, man, we actually have a chance. Like, this could actually happen. This is crazy. Right. Yeah. And it, it, it has so much to do with our past and present and all these things that we can't control. But what we can control is the decisions we make and how hard we're willing to work for those things. Yeah, And it's interesting because, I mean, so you talk about what's different about Oklahoma City. Like I said, I've had the privilege, I guess, to travel a lot of different places. But, I mean, it is home for me. Um, and I know Kamal's the same way. We go deep uh, here. Yeah. And, the th- and the thing about it is, like, there is a DNA here that allows you to believe in some things despite the challenges. And, and people are, I mean, we, you know, around the country, I'm sure people look at us and, what is it about you guys? Like, why do you? But, but we believe. And it's not just us, you know, African Americans or part of the black community. It's a lot of people in this community just dare to believe in things. I mean, so we it was... You know, city founded overnight. But what was unique about that is that you had uh, women for the first time coming as landowners. You had uh, black people, uh, immigrants. You had poor people, wealth off, whatever the case was. Everybody was equal on a day. Went out and sort of built Oklahoma City. That DNA is is something that really has a lot of strands. Like in my personal history and experience here, that even with you know the the positives and negatives, it's what makes it unique what what makes it different it makes it easy to 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 believe in uh us being able to really make a change good point that's powerful well i think you're also not on purpose sorry (laughs) no it's great it it also like for my i went to the one at the ralph ellison library and it what was interesting to me is i stood back there and you answered a question a lot of people have especially younger people have of how do I get involved in these things? How, how do I talk to my city council? How do I affect this change? And like you said earlier, the city level government is probably the most functional. I would agree with that wholeheartedly. I don't see much above that level really ever doing a lot of good. So I think <laughs> you're, you're giving the, like you're, you're answering a question for people of here's how you get involved. You just show up to the library on a Tuesday night mm-hmm. and hang out with your neighbors and fill out this questionnaire and talk to us. We saying you guys as this collective understand how it needs to be pitched to the city council to align with their directives and to not, you know, like you said, you went and talked to some people beforehand to make sure you weren't going to be stepping on toes. So you guys kind of have this understanding of how to navigate that stuff. And now you're taking it out and saying, okay, you want to be involved. You want a voice. You want to, you know, I don't want to hear from you next year when you're complaining about maps Four because the thing you wanted wasn't in there. We, we gave you the chance to show up and talk. Yep. And, and I think that's, it goes back to something I hear a lot of people lately say is just show up. Yep. Like that's the answer to your problem. Show up, be part of the conversation, be part of the community. And that's how you'll start to see these little pieces of what you want manifest it was crazy just a quick anecdotal story is i had never had anything to do with the city in any capacity in terms of engagement and 
you guys have heard the story before, but we decided um, my family and I would cross Classen to go eat at Orange Orange Leaf, and so we're on the west side of Classen. We tried to cross, and it's a scary thing to do with four kids. And there's no, you know, there's no ADA ramps at that time, so you, you have to lift the stroller off. You push the kids, and you just scream, "Run!" And you know, everyone's running, and you know, I'm like guarding them as we run. And you you pray to God that you make it. You make it. You know, I'm sweating, and I'm like, "Alrighty." I get into American Fidelity's parking lot, and the security cop comes in. And it's like, "You shouldn't be here. You know, this is private property. You, you can't walk through our, our empty parking lot." And so like, I just about lost it and I didn't know what to do. So I thought, you know what? The problem is, is classing. Like we got to fix that. And so I just showed up to Councilwoman Salyer's office and gave her the story. And she said, put together a task force, go talk with these three people and go make something happen. And so that was how Alliance for a Better Classing started, which we're getting ready to submit our final report uh, mm-hmm. to or for that. But that's the crazy thing. Councilman Pettis showed up to Ralph Ellison Library. Yeah. Uh, Pete White showed up so uh, you know, to uh, the event we had on, on Capitol Hill. And so it's like, we have council members who are actually engaged and involved, and they want to hear from you. Because if you're going out there and helping them, you are helping them be better leaders. Mm-hmm. So uh, just, just taking that first step is the most important thing in this whole process. Yeah, and something you brought up, uh, Stephen, I think is really interesting, because uh, as much as you know, we love social media i think it's a great activator but like when you when you say when you when people ask that question what can we do it's like well, we're not going to hashtag our way to <laughs> like maps right. for mm-hmm. neighborhoods happiness and, and shangri-la land like it is it's going to be it's going to be showing up right <laughs> like and, it, and it's going to be uh it's going to be showing up and and being present because that's what it takes uh uh council uh, councilman white made a really good point that one of his biggest challenges, you know, is in being a representative of his ward, is getting people—the people he knows, people he grew up around, the neighborhoods he grew up in, or that he knows—right—to show up when when uh, when a development's being proposed or when people are talking about doing. It. It's like it's the classic thing: the business community shows up, but my voters—they don't show up. So it's hard for me to jump out and have that and, and and represent them the way I want to when I'm not sure who's got my back and who's got my mm-hmm. voice. So in this instance, it's like, again, with that strategy, we just want to create a venue, amplify a voice, and like, let's just show up. So if we show up, we're gonna, we, we can guide ourselves in a direction to, to see some things, you see, know, different. I, I think we're also, because we're not associated with the city, I think another good thing that we're doing is really helping with some of the reconciliation over some past anger of things that have happened by the city. I mean, when we were in Northeast Oklahoma City at that forum, there is a legitimate fear of gentrification. There is a fear, you know, based on the history with urban renewal, not to get Sandino's on him on his soapbox. I'm giving that warning, but we're trying to be a part of the healing of that previous anger. And I think, but being able to speak to those fears and talk to people about that, I think is really important too, so that future projects, they feel like they're on their side instead of it being us versus them. Right. Yeah. I, Do you want to get I, on the soapbox a no, little no, bit, Sandino? No. Okay. Hey, listen, so I, 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 I carry three or four. You're welcome to come back for another. <laughs> I carry three or four soapboxes around pretty much all the time. I'm like, like, I should have a T-shirt that says, I am a walking soapbox, but I'm not going to get on the soapbox. <laughs> not so whenever the, I don't think I've ever actually been involved 
in a maps vote because um, I haven't lived in Oklahoma City when they've come around. Um, but whenever the maps for vote comes around on the ballot, does it list um, pretty well all of the things that the money will be going towards? Like when you go into the voting booth, we'd be reading like this maps for will go for you know maps for neighborhoods and things like that. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that that's not likely to happen. So I th- so I think the, the the previous maps the ballot initiatives happened different ways. And I'll be, I mean the first one I wasn't old enough to vote for. Right. Um, but I know the last uh, maps was just a question to support uh, the city council's. Uh, I think I believe it's an ordinance that they passed or a resolution. So there was a little question or, or controversy about that as well um, and because previous maps had they, they typically don't spell out all the projects but they spell out this is what this sales tax is going to be for and what it's not going to be used for etc okay. I think the last maps uh, was not specific it was basically general in that we're going to support a sales tax for the city council to you know execute their resolution mm. the key here and I, we haven't even said this is that what we want to approve is that the 500 million is split evenly between the wards. Mm-hmm. And so it's not my ward that gets 40, you know, 450 million and then we'll, you know, throw some other wards the rest. It's it gets split evenly. So I think that's probably what it would look like in terms of what is being voted on and then it would go at, back out into uh, you know the the city and we've got a great planning department and they would go in and help this, the each ward kind of work through what are those issues and how mm. will they take place and how will they manifest themselves. Culture is one one thing that Kamal mentioned, and I don't think people realize the opportunity that we have to be able to highlight different you know pieces of culture or heritage within a district. And so you know if you pull up in the northeast side and we've got something you know that's whatever it is. They're like, oh man, we gotta go check that out, and then we're gonna go eat here, and then we're gonna go get a drink here. Yeah. Capitol Hill, same way. I mean, we have all these great opportunities that I, I don't even think we've thought about as a city. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe that'll be something different then. Whenever the Maxwell comes up, is that there will be a little bit more clarity as to what it is exactly you're going to be voting for. Yeah, maybe it'll just be it'll be a little different this time. Yeah, well, I think the the message is definitely gonna be is gonna be heard loud and clear. Right, I'm, and I'm gonna make a bold prediction that sidewalks boom, will be a boom, part it will be a part of the conversation <laughs> yeah, yeah. So will be. Uh, and, I mean not there haven't been one place or one group of people we've been around who haven't talked about sidewalks especially when you start talking about people at the neighborhood level um, and some have said like we got we have sidewalks that's fine but you know, this is what we need to see. But I'm, I'm going to be willing to bet. Yeah, my bold prediction is that, is that yeah, sidewalks boom, boom, will, boom, be, boom. will be involved. <laughs> Are you going to make me go grab my soapbox? <laughs> so I've always wanted to do that. <laughs> <laughs> once, you, once you guys complete these uh, meetings in the various quadrants, and how how is it you're going to package this together? Like, how are you going to show people the results i mean i don't even know how you begin to parse that information but where where is it are you going to have a website or is this going to be like more of a social media facebook type report thing where it's like here's what we talked about here's what we found out this is the consensus in this area i figured we'd be showing back up to council and actually we would have multiple people present Mm -hmm. what for the four meetings we had 
what were the highlights from each meeting. And so it allows people who were leading. So, you know, maybe it's Kamal or Sandino and Jorge and myself and, you know, Crystal Yosef, maybe on Two Lakes or whatever, however that ends up looking, but where they're hearing it. And then we'll put it on our Facebook page and those kind of things so that other people can see it. Yeah, I was going to say the one thing that's nice about this, uh, the one thing not so nice is it's volunteer led. So sometimes we stumble out of the blocks and just getting things the way we need to, uh, to folks, because you know, we all have day jobs for the most part or night jobs. Mm -hmm. But um, so uh, but it is transparent. So the Facebook page um, is uh, is out there. And at the end, I mean, at, during the meetings, after the meetings, like we're posting and sending the stuff out. Um, so that stuff's going to be out there. And then the mm -hmm. job for us um, is to come up with really great, neat ideas to do just what Jonathan was mentioning, which is communicate to um, the community, sort of uh, really kind of correlate. But we're, we're, we're really trying for it not to be a deal where we have a lot of conversations with people, mm -hmm. and then we kind of filter the information. So we just want to put it out there. And then we'll come back and try and, and, and we will try and sort of consolidate that information so it's coherent and consistent but we also make a big point just to whatever people talk about i mean you can see the pictures and the uh the, the uh, marker boards and all that kind of stuff from all the conversations are posted on facebook and that kind of thing because we want to be as transparent with what's being said well i love this idea though too and that um the involvement and the engagement, especially with going mm -hmm. in front of city council like when you think about it you have city council set up to basically make sort of these executive decisions for your city, right? Mm -hmm. And they're going to have to make decisions whether they're getting input from the citizens or not, right? So uh, that's a really amazing way to actually, you know, show people here's what happens, here's how you can affect change because they do need your input. Like yep. if they want to be an effective city council and get things done that we enjoy, we have to engage with them. Yep. And, and that's I, a perfect. This is a perfect example of that. And I think that from that first planning meeting that Jonathan pulled me into, that was what I walked away really being struck by. I was like, y your plan at its very core, I think, is almost, and I hesitate to say foolproof because you've looked at you like I said, you, you understand how the city council operates. You've looked at their directives. Your goals are lined up with their directives. Mm -hmm. You're going to talk to their people and their constituents about what they want to see on a project that the city council has control over so in effect it's like here it is like here's everything your voters want it's in your language it meets all of your directions how how do you say no to that like how can you as a city council person argue against that like that seems like a yeah. real hard and I, but i think the reality is that it might it might be that we end up resolving a lot of the things on that list without it necessarily being in maps. It might be that we are with that we can successfully bring attention to some of these issues and then get that resolved without it necessarily being on the ballot. And I'll give you one example that I hope we can find a way to address, and it's that the city ordinance says you only have a the light the light po lamp post every 300 yards was that it yeah. clearly that's insufficient right. wow god we i mean if we can change that that's a big deal i would love to see it right. be significantly less than that but um but i think that we've got i think it gives the city an opportunity to be to be creative about how we can resolve some of these issues even if it's not on the ballot with maps or it could be something as simple as um 
you know, somebody coming with a proposal or an idea to change something and somebody on city council might think or might say, oh, you know, I've been working on this. This actually could be better handled through this idea that we've already had and we can address it that way. So it could be kind of just a meeting of the minds and, yeah. you know, things sorting themselves out that way. Yeah. yeah, I think what we want to make sure we do is just, like we like I said, going back to the strategy, right? And, and, and I mean, we, we, we will invariably, some people will like the idea, some people will be a lot less in, inclined for it, but we want it to be honest. And so that, right. I think that's really what it gets back to. It's a, it's a very honest idea. We're not saying we got everything figured out. We're not sit, coming into it saying we know best or this is what needs to happen. Coming into it saying we believe in a process that's not me-centered. It's not centered around me, Sandino, or Kamal, or mm -hmm. Jonathan. It's really just us coming up with the best way we think we can get ideas out there and let's see what happens. Again, a little scary, but it, it, it creates that. So we so we gave framework. We said we're not going to be contentious. This isn't a gripe session to talk about what should have happened or to sort of twist that little uh, you know that little knife in or whatever with the city that you're angry about. This is to be constructive, right. mostly because not that there aren't things to be upset about or that we don't have issues to be angry yeah. about, but we wanted to be constructive because this is we want this to be a solution sort of oriented forward thinking thing that people can choose to do together. Wanted to be a unifying element. And so, just like you were saying, the idea is that, yes, it will be something that's hard to say no to. It's uh, it's not really partisan or division divisive. Right. It's really about sort of bringing folks together in conversation. And if the same five things come up, you know, that gives people a way to prioritize. But we also want that honesty to carry through, to be honest with the city council and with and with the, and with the city planning department and the staff, that these are this is what people have said they wanted to do or see happen. So let's sort of make sure that people's voices are heard or else we have, we are activated. So, you know, it, it's, it is a democratic process as well. Right. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, I'm behind this 100%. It sounds like a great idea. And it sounds like a really great evolution of maps. Like, sure. It but seems almost like a natural progression that at know. this point we start to kind of spread that out and really... Because I think, like the connectivity to me is something that seems really, really, really important. From the class and situations and being safety to the people on the northeast side of town being able to get to the cool things in the core. I mean, mm -hmm. why, why, if I'm up there and I can't even catch a bus into the right. city, why do I care about the great new park that's being built? Exactly, right. absolutely, that's right. So I mean, I think it also is going to make it's going to, in a sense, enhance the previous maps projects by making that that, that stuff yeah. more relevant to everybody. Yeah, this whole the whole thing is really an iteration. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is, and that's the way we've kind of thought about it. I mean, grow, I've grown up and watched maps from the very beginning. I remember coming downtown to Bricktown when it was the, the Haunted House and Spaghetti <laughs> Warehouse, you know, and that was it, right? Yeah. Uh, to, and, and so it's just an iteration. It's like, so the next thing is, let's do some quality of life. Let's do kind of maps for a little bit of maps projects for people kind of centered right and uh and that's really just and it's just building on what we've already done it's it definitely i think will enhance the other things that have taken place and just the first time i heard the phrase maps for neighborhoods my first thought was why didn't we think of this sooner <laughs> it just seems such a natural extension of it if we haven't had the opportunity to attend one of the meetings that you guys have had what can we do to get involved with you or to have input or to become part of this process so february 16th um, is the next meeting? Uh, if assuming that's a Tuesday, I shouldn't even say anything. It I'm is. Horrible. Yeah, it, it is. is. I was, I was right. looking it up earlier. It's yes. City Press. Okay, great. City Press. Is it City Press, which uh, is on Thirteenth Street? Mm -hmm. 
again, I, I probably should. I'm horrible with details, so I should have just let Kamal in. Yep, you're right. Okay, so City Press, February 16th, uh, 6 o'clock, uh, we'll be there. We'll actually get this episode out on the 15th, so tomorrow night. If you're yeah, there you go. If you're listening so. on on Monday, and then and then otherwise, maps for neighborhoods on Facebook, and um, and you can find us there. And sort of, I mean, that's a great. It's a public forum. We're an open book, so that's another way to just find out about what's going on. Yeah. So if you have some ideas, things that you want to see happen, come to these meetings. If you're just involved. curious to see what's going yeah. on, all and you got to do is show up and sit and listen. And then February twenty third is at Two Lakes Elementary. Yep. yep. And actually, see a real democratic process. Occurring instead of the yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, presidential de- debates de- and democratic chaos. I mean, it's the presidential debates, but it's, it's democratic chaos. So I want to be clear. It's still I'm, a process. Yeah. 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 It's, it's a chaotic chaos. process. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, wow. I mean, I think that's a great place for us to sort of wrap up the yeah, conversation. So. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you for, so yeah. much for being yeah, here. Thank you all for having us. It's awesome to talk about this. And thank you for the work you're doing. Yeah. You've been listening to The Wafty Show with Stephen, Aaron, and John. As always, we need to thank Joshua Path for the use of our theme song, Cement Truck, off the album Between Heaven and Jonestown, recorded by the magnificent Kurt PR. Kurt's awesome! That is available on iTunes, CD Baby, and anywhere the internet can be found. Remember, as you go out to visit our local places and events, make sure you take care of those who take care of you. Tip your waiters, waitresses, bartenders, musicians, and artists. They're out there working hard for you. You can help us continue our urban adventures by going to our website, www.waftyshow.com, and clicking on Support Us, where you will find a variety of ways to contribute, including becoming a Wafty Knight, which will grant you access to our exclusive content. We come out with a new episode every Monday. You can find us on iTunes by searching We Apologize for the Inconvenience, where you can subscribe, rate, and comment. We're on soundcloud.com slash show. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Wafty Show, Facebook.com slash Wafty Show, and of course, www.waftyshow.com. We'll, we'll see, see you next week. week. Woo!